You're listening to Black Humboldt's second season of Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite wiggler and giggler, the flowy healer, and fluffy unicorn, Livia. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, it's Tina, the songstress who helps the youth. To be an artist and to be recognized by another artist who is, you know, just something you can't even put into words, someone that is so far beyond what the normal human being experience is in terms of creativity and originality. That was kind of a moment where I thought, wow, maybe I do have something more that makes me special. Misty Copeland. Albie is a prideful, hardworking Afro-Latina living locally in Humboldt County. Her father is from Nigeria and her mother migrated to the U.S. from Cuba. She graduated from HSU and has been doing really whatever it takes to bring success and joy to her life. When there weren't much jobs for her post-graduation, she took things into her own hands and started creating the projects that she wanted to be working on. Some of those projects are the It Takes Time podcast, where they share dialogue ranging from sex to politics, um, just to serve as a reminder that things take time. Mother's Cooking Experience, which is a food delivery service, and when we are in the parallelogram, they offer cooking classes and the community drive in cinema, um, all of which are super cool and we're super excited to hear more about. Uh, so so what's up, Albie? What's up, Albie? Hi, Albie. Hey, Albie. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming. I'm excited. You've got so much stuff going on and I and I want to know about all of it. So let's just dive in and we'll just... Kind of tell us about yourself. So um, thanks for having me. I'm super humbled and I'm excited to be in the podcast space. Um, I went to HSU, so that's what brought me to um, the Humboldt area. Um, I came here. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought the college was going to be like some cabins in the woods. I was kind of impressed that it wasn't. I was like, oh, it's actually pretty and people care about the world. And um um, once I graduated, I graduated with international business and I was just so determined to get out of here. And I can honestly say like throughout my years at HSU, I didn't, there was never really a space for us, but I never felt out of space. I always was able to create some type of home. But once I graduated, I was like, let me get the heck up out of here. So I, um, traveled abroad. I, uh, studied in Taiwan. I just kind of had this corporate dream and, um, my last corporate job right before I moved back up here it was a sustainable company and it kind of led me to understanding that if I really want to make change in the world that I live in and especially how we, we learn in humble, like sustainability and like upset upcycling, like things in our world, I got to get to small businesses and humbled is for me, it, it just kind of drew me right back here once I got that goal in mind. And, um, I came back and since I've been here, I've launched a food delivery business as well as the community drive-in that we just launched two weeks ago. So yeah, I'm super excited to keep creating and impacting our community, no matter where that is. Wow. That is hella dope. Like check you out and you left and came back. So that makes this story even more interesting and cooler. Um, 
So, cause, and you started alluding a little bit to how you um, told us your journey, um, but how did you begin your artist journey? So like, can you include like where you're originally from and any cultural contexts um, of you? Um, so I'm from South Central LA. I went to Crenshaw High School. I am inspired. Like, honestly, when I go home, that's why like, I live in Humboldt right now, but I spend maybe two weeks out of the month back at home because I'm so inspired by my community. I live in Leimert Park and I just, I love everything about it. Even though it's becoming a gentrified area, I love the history and my community, the people there. And that's what really inspires me. But my my mother, um, who she's Cuban and my father is Nigerian. Both of them are just hustlers, hustlers from the get go. So um, I like a little bit, it's kind of, this story kind of goes like in circles, but I'll try to make it as clear as possible. When I left my last corporate job, my goal was to become a project manager. So um, I tried. I started applying to companies and they kept telling me, you don't have experience, we can't pay you, da 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 So um, I knew I needed to find a way. So I'm like, my mom is a hustler, she's a chef. I'm gonna create a project to manage with my mom so that I can start getting this experience that everybody's saying that I need. And so that was how Mother's Cooking was birthed. And that's the catering company that we have because I'm like, okay, I know a hustler, I know a chef, I'm going to manage her and we're going to start creating that experience. And um, that was really, that was the first, I've started businesses before now, but that was kind of the freight train behind my entrepreneurial um, goals right now, like in everything that I'm doing. That was really just understanding that I have the tools around me and that my mom and my family just being hustlers behind me my whole life in my community of Limerick Park, I've already been exposed to street smarts and making ends meet out of everything that's around me. So once I got to that point where nobody was giving me a job, I'm like, I'm going to make my own job. (laughs) Love it. That's so awesome. So tell me what are some recent things you're doing in Humble? I'm really excited about the drive-in community theater, but tell me more. Yes, I've been, um, I've been partnering a lot of my businesses um, with a small business that's in town called um, Humble, the Humble Bay Social Club. And it's a resort and bar and it's a beautiful, it's, it's really been an awesome opportunity for during COVID because they do have the outside area. So they've still been able to get business. So it's been important for me to partner with a business like that because starting from nothing, I want to partner with a business that's already still having movement, still creating opportunities during such a t- turbulent time. So um, one project that I'm doing with them is I deliver breakfast orders um, to their resort every morning um, and they have their own fee and we do that as well as the community theater, which the wonderful Levia just talked about. Um, the community theater is what I'm really focused on right now because I think it's really important for us to grab back what our community is, like create our community spaces that we want to see. And so I think it's really nostalgic to go back to drive-in theaters, but I feel like that's a way that we can claim back our space and our entertainment and our our freedom as far as entertainment goes. Um, And yeah, so I'm super excited. Everything about the community drive-in theater for me is like the core value is community. So I want community choice theaters, the community talking about where they want to see it, people working working for the theater that are really passionate about theater, passionate about the community. I only want to have products at the at the community drive-in sold that are created by someone that lives within a hundred miles of this community of Humboldt County. And yeah, 
that's that's really what my goal is with the community drive-in. I'm going. I love the drive-in. I think it's so cool. <laughs> yes. And you have your own space and you can bring your own food if you want. Exactly. Yeah. Like Yo, I have a bed in the back here. of my car and I had it all set up. I was like, it's going down. I can't wait to be at the drive-in every week or whenever it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like the perfect movie theater, though. Like, the perfect m- movie theater. Yeah. And, I'll be. I want to know about your podcast, too. Oh, yeah. And I, I, um, I have a podcast called It Takes Time. Um, that podcast was started because right before COVID, um, I just felt like I had my partner that I started it with initially. We felt like we had a lot of things just coming at us, but we were both in this corporate space. And the first question that someone would ask us is, hi, what's your name? What do you do? And we felt like it was super impersonal and we lived in this microwave society where you just put things in and you get a quick reaction. And we're all about instant gratification. So that was the concept of starting It Takes Time because we felt it's important to have these conversations that can build and grow, whether they're funny conversations, hard conversations, or just you're sitting there arguing the whole time. It takes time, whether that's like, we, we talk about stocks, we talk about, we talk well, I should say, we talk about money, we talk about relationships, we talk about sex. Yeah. And I just think on so many levels, things take time. And especially unlearning a lot of the things that we've learned in this, especially in America. So yeah, that's what it takes time is about. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it. I read your bio and your little write-up of it. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I'm into. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to hopefully have you all with me. Oh my God. What an honor. I'd love to invite you all to the podcast. I'll come to that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Same. We gotta we gotta we gotta do something on there. My my podcast is a little crazy though. You're gonna have to like take off. You got maybe not want your aunties and your moms to listen, but you know the cool aunties and the moms could listen to the podcast. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, no, that's exactly the space I like to live in. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you not take, worried you can, about judgment. Right. Yeah. And you can take your professional hat off. You're like, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't know me. Right. Some of us don't. Hats. Some of us don't have professional hats. <laughs> I know, right? I, I don't. I'm not too beanie. worried about my professional hat. Like, I'm. I'm pretty sure I've made good space for myself that I decide what's professional, and my boss is just like, "Yes, we agree." I, I love that, and that that's where I am. I I told myself that if if you're uncomfortable, then that's why you need to be listening to this podcast because. Shit takes time. You gotta listen to like you gotta get through it. <laughs> listen, I was able to do that like f- maybe a month ago. Like I gotta, I gotta, I need people to build. I need to build my rapport first before I can start acting, acting a fool. <laughs> for you can, before you can really start acting yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like being free. But well, I, I'm excited for that day for you, Tina. I'm kind of, listen. I'm working on. She coming. She coming. Yep. I swear. See, every time I talk to Tina, it's like we do things the opposite way. I'm like the worst in my first 90 days. Really? <laughs> yeah, because that's... Or I yeah. got to show them who you really are. You got to go to the Actually, interview. Actually, oh my wild. God. Because if they hire what? you at the interview where you were free, you could do whatever. You're just... That's you I, for the rest yeah, of the I go, time you I work go in there. The, I go in the interview with, with my hoodie and sunglasses and a backwards hat because I'm that's how I'm showing up every day. So... <laughs> Wow, and you know what? That is so real. Like, uh, like, because that's how I was at Humboldt. But I think it's it. 
and that's why I think I was able to get away with a lot of the things I was able to get away with. I, you know what? I'm test. I'm going to test it. Thank you for reminding me. There I need that. I need Start in the Zoom. Start in the Zoom. Because all right, go like, ahead. Let's go. Person. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here with. I'll be like, oh, I'll just make my own job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> She said that but, they had like all these alleys, and I was like, Livia, are you gonna ask the next question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think you guys can relate to each other. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And, and and honestly, I was just having that conversation with um the my business banker today because he was saying, actually, it was so funny. There was no, I don't want to snitch on him too much, but too bad. Anyway, so um I I was talking to my business banker, and there was no business banker at this particular bank for like three months. And I'm like, no, I mean, it wasn't three months. I'm being dramatic. It was like a month and a half, but it was super inconvenient. And um, when I finally got there, I'm like, dude, what the heck? Where are you been at? He's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I took off sick leave so that I could figure out my goals. Like I got some dreams. I wanted to get paid to figure them out. I said, now that's what the fuck I'm talking about. However, you cannot be inconvenienced in all of humble having no business banker at this bank. But it was super funny. Uh, like along with the story, he said, that's it. <laughs> he said that's it <laughs> yes oh my god that's so real I, I, that is cool though that you're like I I, I feel you and we, got, we, we need money like we need to figure money stuff like what, what? Yeah. look you, that that's 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 a, the humble way sometimes people get funny with things and I'm like don't be weird I need you right now um, <laughs> do you Albie do you feel like um as black artists of humble who are making their own way do you feel like uh, black artists are being paid well enough here in Humboldt for the work that they're being commissioned. I got a really great piece of advice the other day. And I was complaining about just that, about oppor- like not opportunity, but like building the stage to consistently get that, get what you're, what you deserve. And this guy was like, well, don't, don't like, if I'm dealing with a particular person or company, don't stop until you get it. Don't do the work. If you, well, I mean, I understand like different artistry for different different subjects, but as far as for for myself, is what I can speak of. Don't stop until you get the pay that you want. Is is what I've I've like come to grips with. Like I've been demanding the pay that I want and not getting diminished when I'm not getting the pay, but just pay, giving them what they're paying for. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of backwards, but. No, that's that's real. That's that's so real. Cause you, yeah, you have to set your price, and if they want to pay something, then you don't give them the same thing at that price that you know at a lower price. Yeah. You take stuff away. Yeah, I do yep, the same yeah. exact thing. Right, where, where I set my price, and if they say no, I'll be like, okay, well, this is the discount rate with these mm-hmm. these items. Still being able, I don't want to lose money, but I, I'm not gonna accept what I'm not worth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. what makes sense to take away from the package that I offered you to fit within your budget, right? Yeah, I like that, yeah. Just, I just learned a great piece of information. This guy was like, say your price first. So often as like artists, and we, we are, no matter what we're creating, we're sensitive about it, and we kind of want some art on approval of it. And um, I was advised, like, say, state your price first. Don't let somebody say, Oh, how much? Once you get to the point of them saying how much, you wasted some time. You need to say, this is my price and this is what I do. Because they already need to understand where you're at with it, where your brain is at. We don't need to continue the conversation. 
if you're not in my price bracket. (laughs) That's hard. I feel like that's a hard thing for Humble County, though, because oftentimes we're having to like uh, negotiate, talk people people into us. And um, I feel like I've as I've just owned a business for, you know, a little over a year, a little. Oh, I think it's been like two years now. Um, It's it's identifying that thing and just being like, actually, this is my price and I charge full price and I charge tax like it is what it is. Yeah. And, well, and getting County out of the yeah, Humble County. Has, I actually, it was, who was that? It was some, I'm going to tag you guys in the post. It was this lady on um, Instagram and she had such a great um, like comment um, caption. And she was like, I'm a small business in Humble County. You have to respect me and my crap. Don't come here expecting some other stuff. We like our customers how they are. So if you can't appreciate small business, our timing, our scheduling, and all the woes of a small business, then thank you, but goodbye. And I was like, wow, she is not playing. For real, I appreciate though. that. <laughs> They're probably so sick of listening to people complain. Mm-hmm. That's why it's here. It's a real problem. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard tracking down people and like things like that. And like for me as a business owner too, like and I'm a micro business cause it's just me. A lot of people don't know. It's just me at my business. And like for the artistry of it is like, I don't want to finesse people into something. Mm-hmm. And I like how Alba, you were talking about like, just like doing your own thing too. Like being you in your own, whatever it is you're building. Like once you build that authenticity of your brand and you and what you're bringing to the community, like you're going to get community behind you because there are people who are going to be like, that's awesome. Like this, mm-hmm. the second I found out about what you were doing, I was like, where is it at? Can I get where? <laughs> <I have> it <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Livia, you're so right. I mean, I think, and, and it's any person, right? Like that, that idea of authenticity is so important because yeah, you don't want those cookie cutter impressions. Um, you don't want, cause you can, you can feed off of it. You you're like, okay, this is, doesn't even feel genuine. Like it's obvious that you're just trying to sell a product versus trying to like really show who you are. So that is something I do need to remember. Um, and you know, people should remember when they're trying to really show their crafts because when, when you are showing your artistry, that is who you are. It really, it kind of shows that vulnerability, that piece of like who you are. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's definitely a balance because a lot of people see that vulnerability and that's where they start trying to like break your spirit to get a lower price. So true. Yeah. But (laughs) your safety, I'm like, you, you sound like you're firm and that's something that most, uh, Black and brown people, as well as just small business owners or sole proprietors or whatever you want to call it, have struggle like learning to stand firm for themselves because they're like, some business is better than no business. And so it's like, it sounds like you know exactly what to be asking from people and like you're okay going after it. I think it has a lot to do with what your overarching goals are. Like if your goal is... I'm selling this piece to get $100. Then perhaps if somebody's willing to pay you $65 for it, then it's a loss. But if your goal is to sell 10 pieces within like a month, that's how I like make my goals. So even like when I get the no's, or, or I mean, I don't really like no's, but when I get the maybes and the doors closing, I'm like, okay, well maybe this was just not part of the, the amount that I was supposed to get, you know? 
I just think it has, I don't, I don't know if I know for sure what I want, but I just know that the overall goal, I've been trying to look at things more on a macro scale because I take things so personally because I'm like a Capricorn and Sagittarius and I don't really know what that means, but I've been told I take things personally, <laughs> but, um, I, I definitely try to look at things on a macro scale. That's wow. I mean, that's, that's super- such a good way to think about it. Yeah. I think that is, that is really dope. And actually your statement really does um, connect well with our next question. And um, in terms of like, what were the most difficult projects as a black artist in Humboldt? So, you know, I know you've had successful ones and you have this different mindset, um, but I'm sure there were projects that were really challenging for you and almost kind of questioned, you know, your foundation. So do you happen to have any? Yes. Um, honestly, again, with this community driving, um, that was honestly one of the hardest things. And Levia, you saw me on that day, and I don't think you really could comprehend how overwhelmed I was that day. So, Oh, no, baby, I, I felt you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when I came I up, just you, like, I was like, oh, my God. You're like, okay, good. You seem good. Okay, I'm going to go if you don't need anything. <laughs> so I can honestly say that was the hardest thing because because I have such a huge community where I'm from in LA and anybody like my friend's uncle will come up. Somebody's long distance cousin might see me doing something and pull up and help me do like, help me out. And so trying to create a project and being so sure, like I was so sure people kept asking me like, how are you going to do it by yourself? I'm like, I'm going to do this by myself and I don't need nobody. I don't care. And doing it by myself was honestly the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, it was hard mechanically, emotionally, and operationally because people were looking to me for answers. And I had to be, I had to pretend to be a boss and have the answers. And um, that was honestly one of the hardest things. We, and it wasn't, and we always talk about this sense of community that we have in Humboldt, but it wasn't because there was lack of community. I just didn't have that, that, that support. Like I didn't, I didn't have it, I didn't successfully create a support system before I, I tried to launch pad into my, my goals. And so that's what is going to, what, that's what I'm working on right now. Like that was the scariest moment of my life, having a passion for something and seeing it like, Oh my gosh, this is bull crap. <laughs> like, and it's back to what you were saying, like authenticity. Like I think that I still got a good reaction from people that did stay at the drive-in because they saw that I was busting my behind just to like pull together anything. So, yeah, that was the hardest thing I've done in Humboldt County as a Black creative. I would just like to name that Albie fought the weather to make oh it go down. Fought the wind. I was out there watching you. Like, I was like, all I could do is say, is there anything I can do to help you? My son was like, you're going to get out? Yes, because look at everything that's happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was it was high winds. Um, I had already been dealing with the city. The city was really concerned about the wind because we were in like a, an open channel out by the jetty, and um, they were super concerned about the wind. And so, of course, it happened to be the windiest day in North, like in Humboldt, for like a long time. And um, it was like I looked on the weather the next day, and it was like twenty mile per hour wind. And the screen was about to be a hot air balloon. <laughs> and everybody was trying to make me feel good. They weren't trying to like hurt my feelings. And I'm just like, it's not going to happen. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like you handled it very well, very strong. And I was super duper proud of you watching you, you know, 
still manage all the things from that location. So I give you your big flowers for doing what you did because I, I know that wasn't easy and it was really amazing to watch you do all of those things. Like I know it, hearing you say it was hard, but like from the outside looking in and a per, as a person who's run stuff before, it looked really like you had everything as under control as you humanly could. So I commend you for that. I appreciate that so much. And I was so humbled. I'm consistently humbled by it. So I thank you so much. And I really do love that you mentioned the fact, like when it comes to authenticity, everyone thinks it has to be like, you know, you running around and being like, ha ha ha, everything's so awesome. And we're all great. But sometimes it's showing like I'm working my butt off and I'm going to show you how resilient I can be despite all the obstacles So that is like, that's such a great story. And I'm glad it still went well, despite some of the challenges. If not, if it, even if it felt like every challenge was like slapping you in the face, clearly it showed that you were, you were trying to manage it the best way you could. And it turned out. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I still get like, ah, I can't believe it. But yeah, I'm super excited. All it did was prepare me for the next time. And like, I literally, I made a vision board for the first time this year and like I put on there and it's so funny how things you don't realize how you foresee things. And I put, this is war and it's not necessarily war with anybody, but it's a war with my mind. Cause I really could have been defeated. Cause I remember throwing a tantrum that day, like, <laughs> but it was really a war with myself. Like, Oh, we just about to get better for next time, baby. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I mean, it always happens. And so to have, it sounds like you had the support of the people that were there for the event, which could have been the opposite, which would have been horrible. Oh, what a great. <laughs> so do you think your art, your artistry, your creative mindset helps to inform activism in your life? I, I always feel like I could do more. That's like a, a dilemma that I always have because my goal is I think everything I need to make money, but everything that I do, I think I want it to be impactful to someone else. Like I have this mantra where I say, I'm like, today I'm going to do something that changes my life positively. I always say that every single day. And so I always hope that I impacting someone positively. So as far as my activism, I don't, I hope so with the community drive-in theater, honestly. I hope to be doing fundraising. I hope to be doing spoken word pieces through um, our entertainment space. Like, I hope to grow it. And that's why we started it. And that's that's the hope in the community, that it can be used as a, 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 a huge visual and audio speaker for a bunch of things. And I think I reached out to one of you um, to your Instagram. I'm like, please, I want us. I want this to be for us, but it's so hard when it's like scattered, like sparsely, but that's my goal, especially with just like doing this by myself. I understand that I can't bite off more than I chew. So I I want to, but I all right now, I think there's just an opportunity for more. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you when you were like, Oh, we're doing the drive-in. I was like, Ooh, we could share some black movies there. Have, have some. I want to do something for black history nice. month. Oh yeah. See, that's good. And have people just park and we just watch dope black yeah. films. Yeah. And I want to no do like, trauma I want stories, to, no crazy, crazy stories, but like, really, this is us. Cause I was talking to someone and they didn't see, Oh, this movie is not the best example, but <laughs> they didn't see, um, I think it was don't be a menace. And it was, um, the wood. 
And I was like, you've never seen the wood? What? How don't you, you don't, uh, we can't. Yeah, what did you watch? (laughs) Yeah, what were you watching? (laughs) I've had conversations like that with people on this podcast. I was going to myself out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I was going to say, not everyone was able to watch movies as a child, okay? And I just am behind in the times now. I was going to say, yo, yeah, chill. Okay. What was it? It was a. You know, my television dragon. (laughs) I was a Home Alone child with my siblings. I used to just watch all the all the television, all the movies. I was no, my mom was on top of me, and so I haven't seen any of the cool black things. So, So well, we should relish in them now, especially (laughs) now that Netflix is like, sorry, we've made mistakes in the past. Here's some good black content. For real, though, for real. Here's all the black content you ever thought you needed. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, we even got like sitcoms back. I've been watching Girlfriends. Girlfriends. Oh, so happy with watching Girlfriends. I'm realizing like, wow, I'm grown and I can really understand this much differently. Yeah, some of it though, like, Albie. oh, y'all corny. I thought this was oh, yeah. it when I was a child. Man. Now I'm like, y'all corny. What is this? I saw like, um, it was a 2001, um, oh no, it was a 2009 like Essence um, cover today and I was like wow this and it was like Queen Latifah Halle Berry like all of these black women stars and I was like this image actually did inspire me as a kid I remember saying I'm gonna be an actress and I'm like this is why representation matters and why we have to consistently push forward and it was really just a humbling moment for myself because I'm like whoa this image did inspire me for real yeah yeah I hear that Kevin, I want to know what you do because you say you come to work with your hat to the back, which just acting like you. So I just I want to know what what's the day in the life of Mr. Kevin Ross? Well, I used to be a marketing director. However, I have recently stepped out on my own and have basically a full time photographer and artist. So I literally do what I want every day. And it's great. Sounds amazing. Yeah, take dope pictures. Dope pictures. Like Can I find so. you on Instagram? Oh, km.ross. Your photography? Yep. Km.ross. Yeah, I don't Thank post you. any only my stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I have it, I have calendars that come out every 18 months. Wait, um, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, they're exclusive. It was up on the so interwebs. They'd be exclusive. <laughs> they're exclusive. Yeah. I only do only only do exclusive limited time drops. So the next calendar is going to be uh, Juneteenth of 22. Oh my God. Oh, Are good you timing. serious? <laughs> Tina. I'm dead. Yeah. Okay, whatever. That's when, that's when I, ju- I just ended it. You could go on the black market, find that <laughs> 2021 KM Ross exclusive. I know, right? Before. I got to go now dig in. Like Now what? I know no, I need to buy a couple even... every year. So this is about to be like Jordan's. I'm going to buy a couple every year. Yeah, <laughs> and then in 10 years. Wait, what is that? I'm going to be like, it's March, but I got that KM Ross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm saying they're gonna they're exclusive. So you know, once they're yeah. once once right, they're June done, I, I like <laughs> Juneteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, you can't find it on the internet anymore. Dude, limited edition. What? Like, wow, five, wow. Yeah, I'm like, I only do I only do limited drops. So it's like if you got a you got a month to buy it, and then and then it disappears. And, and I swear, it 
drops. It sounds like limited editions. Like They're, they are, <laughs> they are limited editions. They're going to become like super expensive and like be worth a crap ton of money. Yes. If y'all, if yes. y'all get, Ideally. if you got, if anybody gets any of my stuff, you get prints or you get a calendar. I will happily sign it for you. Because if, <laughs> right. if I do, you, if I do my job right, my it's going to be worth a milli. Yeah, I can do I got, that. I got, I got, I got plans now. <laughs> Economic plans for my future. Right, now I'm mad. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. My next question is for I believe it was. Levia that asked me what was the hardest thing. Levia, sorry. Levia. Um, yeah, Levia, get it straight. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. so, um, Levia, um, I believe it was you that asked me what was the hardest thing that I faced as a black um artist up here. And I just found out about your like smokeless spray. So um yes. I, and I feel like everybody should know about that. Like that should be something I've never heard of that. And that should be something that like LA people should know about because I can see that like on Merrill and Merrill Trading Post selling for like $22 bottle. Nonetheless, what has been the most difficult thing for you um, as far as your artistry? Ooh, um, the most difficult thing for me, I think would be having like that, like I was talking about earlier, like having to talk people into being or buying or being served by me and I got so tired of it that I don't do that now I'm like if you want to work with me or if you want to buy something from me or if you want me to like you know teach you something or help you treat something um you know who I am and you know what I do and when it's time you'll come to me and I will also tell you my price and you will pay that price and if you don't pay that price you're not gonna see me baby that's just is what it is so um I think that and then like being a solo entrepreneur has been a struggle like everything that people see all the grind all the background marketing all the stuff that's going on um that's me I'm the one staying up late at night and getting up early in the morning and doing that hustle I will name that I was gifted the opportunity to rent space with my sibling but um and I appreciate that but uh outside of like you know those types of structures like the actual business of Bling Brow Bar and now the actual business of Love Ya Custom Oddities. Like, those are things that I have built on my back and I I love them to death, but it's a hard thing being the person who wears all the hats. So, but I'm here for the community. So I'm gonna keep on pushing and I'm gonna keep on doing and I'm gonna keep on showing up and you guys are gonna see my cute little chunky face telling you about a smokeless spray or my bodacious body butter or my simple sugar scrub because I'm gonna keep on rocking every day waking up at four. And we love to see that cute face. (laughs) I was gonna say, yes, we're here for it. And wow, I'm like learning so much from y'all. This is like killing me right now. (laughs) Hey, yo, that body butter is lit. It's popping. Yeah, I, 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 man, I, got, I put some on and I looked in the mirror. I was like, dang, this is the first time I had a six pack in like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, my body butter will give you a six pack. Just squint. What? It comes Just with squint. <laughs> yeah, if you squint, you got to put the body butter on and then squint. And then you got to rub your tummy and say, mm, I look good. And then the six pack will come. You just got to rub it work. down a little bit. Like, just mm-hmm. push it down. To be completely honest with y'all, uh, I think it was the summertime that I built it or that I did it, but I made an exclusive body butter that was with um, golden mica in it because I love the way that black people look when they're oiled down with glitter. Yep. And 
I have some still. So if y'all need some bodacious body butter glow, let me I'm know. I'm gonna need oh the glow. Oh my god! My Stop playing. Photo shoot. Do you I got, I got y'all. I got y'all. Y'all yeah, I'm trying to What's do. I'm trying to do epic yes. baby bump. Uh, for photo shoot. Oh, that's right. Oh, so I need to glow like Micah from the earth. I got you. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> and I do ship, and um, I also uh, um, do local delivery and drop off and things like that. Yeah. So, like, uh, so you about to market your stuff? Like, what's up? What's up? Uh, this is not about me, but I definitely am around. Y'all know where to find me. Blingbrowbar at gmail.com is how you email me. I'm about to take my website down for a second because I'm about to do something real fresh. But uh, if you email me or if I, all the Instagram will still be up. So at Blingbrowbar. Um, and then I'm focusing on my uh, customs. So anything personalized. So anyone who has a big, beautiful name, I can make you a personalized nameplate, a mug, a tumbler, keychain, all those things. I do it. I do it all. So hit me up. Yeah, we we collabing <laughs> on uh, cannabis photo weed trays. Yes. Yes. I, I make trays and it's oh, going to yeah. be. That's cute. And then photos we'll take bomb cannabis. photos. Got photos. Trays. I roll your weed on some weed. Yeah, I'm like I made so a weed tray. So badass! I'm like shook right now. With some diamonds on it. Dang. Real ones. Yeah. You Not know I'm about ones. that life. <laughs> <laughs> it was her idea. It was. You all are so impressive. Says you. Yeah, As says are you, you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, when are you playing? When are you playing the Last Dragon? Um, thank you for that movie suggestion. I am accepting them right now. <laughs> um, that so my my idea with movie night too was like doing dinner in a movie. So that would be I feel like it would be so fun to play a movie like um, The Last Dragon and do like uh, dinner in a movie and have like options for people to get sushi from a local business. That would be so fun. Yeah, Dude, I love your collaborations. You I love yeah. that. That's I so say, cool. You could do the food trucks even. Everyone oh, collab. Yeah. Yo, the, if you have the last dragon, then you could give everybody fortune cookies from the master. Sounds cute. Funny. How cute is that? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's the goal. I think collaborations are like the most important thing about business. Like, I think that is, I think that's gold right there. And are you running ads before the movie screenings? Yeah, I want yeah. to. I was, I was gonna be like super creative and create my own video. For like, hey, if you want to see yourself on this screen, hit us up. But um, I forgot to do that. But yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> if you need sponsors, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Hey, so can I, I run a body that's a good idea. Ad, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You can I, just I mean, with... I feel like that'll be the for, that'll be the closest, like the first thing that I can do that'll like actually impact our community of black people up here. If you all want to like anything I could do to help you all, I would love to do. I we're doing a movie night. There's no way the, we're not. I got the body butter ad for you. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you, you gonna take the, you gonna take the picture? Oh, the Valentine's Day. <laughs> there has to be Drew Hill. There, there will be Drew Hill. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, were you were we talking about that? We talked about that. I don't think we were talking about Drew Hill very recently. No, somebody. I think it had to be me and Levy, maybe. But I'm, I'm yeah, I was like a sis. I, 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 man, Drew Hill's my shit. I just put it that way. I used it to have the red. Right. I used to have the red waves and all that. Oh wow! 
Interesting. <laughs> I was like half about to change the subject. You like <laughs> caught my attention. Sorry. I had the red and I had the platinum and I had the blonde. Whoa. Wow. I was like wow. three phases of Cisco entering the dragon. You know? Oh my God. Entering the dragon. <laughs> wow. Man. So Albie, if I want to get tickets, I just like follow you on social media. So if you want to get tickets to the Community Drive-In, um, you can check out our website at the community, oh, or not the, at communitydrivein.com. Or if you follow us on Instagram, we have a link tree um, link in our bio that can lead you to specific links to purchase tickets. Um, the tickets are not on sale for the Valentine's Day um, um, movie yet. Um, and um, to hire, oh, perfect. We are hiring people for the community drive-in right now. We have two different teams, setup team and a welcoming and parking parking team. Wow. So if you would like to be a team member at the community drive-in, please visit our website. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, I love how you answer every question with the question in it without anybody <laughs> giving you that instruction. So just the media training, spot on. Okay, dope. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so you guys did rush hour last time. Yes. And what so I be... was going to ask you, what do you all think should be the Valentine's? Because I have what I think. Oh, man, it should be, be Love and Hip Hop. The photograph. The photograph. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, whoop. too. Yes. <laughs> I loved that movie. Oh, my God. How about uh, two can play that game? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, actually, that'd be kind of cute, too. <laughs> that's a good one. I've gotten that with my boyfriend watching that movie. <laughs> or Hitch. Hitch. Yeah, that's Hitch, some comedy. Yeah. Hitch was pretty funny. Hitch is, yeah, no, Hitch is cute. We were gonna Yo, show. Hitch is game right there. That's all game. <laughs> I'm trying to see what was the name of the movie. I don't remember Brown the name of sugar. it. Brown Sugar, that's what I meant. Oh, that's a good Brown movie. Sugar. Get some romance. How about hey, Jason's, Jason's lyric? Um, write that down, too. Have either of you, do you remember the movie... The Fifth Element. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great yeah, movie. I'm deaf. Not for classic. Classic, but I can't wait to show that movie. Like I'll go to that perfect. one too. I will be <laughs> yeah. up in that one. I'll in be up in there at the opera the part. <laughs> yeah, when she's in the opera and she starts dancing yeah, and it's I'm lit and she fights all the bad guys that and that so good. Or um, damn, what's the one? Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. It's not. That's not for Valentine's. It's just in general. Money talks. What movie is that? Oh, oh, money talks. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Chris Tucker around. was in some good stuff. He was that man at his time. I'm happy that he was like super cute too. I'm realizing so cute. But he left when it was it was time, and I yeah, it was classy. I, I appreciated that. Right. I, mean, I don't think he I heard any crazy stories about Chris Tucker. Nope. He literally left on a high note. Like <laughs> he's like, gotta go, y'all. He left when Michael Jackson wasn't getting all the crazy uh, um, conspiracy theories, and he didn't try to come back when he when he left. Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> real. Go ahead, Chris Tucker. Yeah, right. So, so that means all the Fridays. Well, Apparently, he he paid off the Friday. Yeah, I was going to say I read an article that said he only made like ten ten. But nobody uh, got n- nobody got paid off the first one though. I mean, I he, mean cubes he, met, he messed up on the royalties. That's what I'll say. Listen, listen, they're getting paid the now. Are y'all really about to talk about this? They're getting paid so much now for that. They don't have to work anymore. 
Keyword, no work no more, period. Huh? Yeah. Like, they don't I mean, work because of those Ice shows. Ice also win, Honey, Are We There Yet? Or whatever, Kids, Are We There Yet? Okay, yeah, that corny stuff. I don't know. And that was funny. As I like that movie. It was corny, though. It was very corny. But, I, yes, it, I watched all of them, so, like, I don't even know why I'm talking shit. Unpopular opinion, the uh, Haunted Mansion is lit. Oh, I like Haunted Mansion. What's that? That Wait, sounds familiar. Is that, oh, God. Is That's that Eddie Murphy. Wait, really? Huh. I yeah, that was yeah, that was Eddie Murphy. But I mean, that wasn't his best work. Doolittle was Eddie Murphy's best work. Yeah, as far absolutely. as kids yeah, the, yeah, I just made my son watch the first one. I actually had to watch it a couple of times before I appreciated it. Oh, and the Nutty Professor. <laughs> yep, those movies too. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it when I was older because I did not like them when I was younger. <laughs> hey, all right, all right, all right. Check this out. This was the best movie that I watched with my daughter, Baby's Kids. Oh, yep. Oh, I'm bad. I've never seen Baybay's Kids. Wow. I saw. I, I saw. Cannot play Baybay's Kids for the community. The oh yeah. No. The community at <laughs> large is not That's ready. That's for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who coming. That's just for us. That is. Baby, Baybay's Kids is lit. Cause, yeah, but if if one half a certain half of Humboldt comes, they're gonna be like, "See, we told you about those those people." <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Oh, what about if... the, the wood? The wood's good. Come that's what started this conversation, I feel like. Yeah. Oh. That's quality content. Right there. Oh, man. Yeah, it is. The wood is the wood is great. Wait, wait, whoa. I don't know. What what is that? What is that? <laughs> it's literally any wood. I went to the school that it was on La Tierra. It was taped on La Tierra Elementary School. And it's like about just like growing up in the hood. <laughs> funny stuff <laughs> it's not really even a bad movie it's just like a nice so you're from you from the coming wood. of age film oh coming of age like, there we go that's a great way to describe it yeah like it's not for little kids but it's not inappropriate mm-hmm. True. and this was in, this was like literally in LA yeah okay yeah, it's about Inglewood, filmed in Inglewood. Oh, Inglewood. The wood. <laughs> Date light bulb. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that took way longer. Yes, okay. Now I understand. Where's your mind at? You're like, the wood? Why is it called the wood? Yeah. No, literally. I was like, Am I missing something? It can mean a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could. So that's why I was like, why are y'all understanding this? And I'm not, but okay. But now I understand why. Like, it makes more sense. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all got movies Is there anything that you want to tell folks that you haven't told us before? And also, we want to give you a chance to plug yourself so folks can find you. Um, Let me get to a little bit. First of all, thank you so much for this experience with you all. I had a great time sharing this uh, virtual space with you. So thank you for that opportunity. And um, one, some, something that's really important that I want to um, end you all with is the community drive-in theater, theater that we are promoting in Humboldt County. We are hiring right now. So please visit our website at communitydrivein.com. Um, to apply right now. We have two different positions, as well as I have a podcast as well called It Takes Time. I believe that it's an awesome opportunity to 
listen to so that you can take something from the conversation and it can be a launch pad for discussions in your own group. And thank you um, for having me. Yeah, that's really it. I really appreciate you all. And until next time. Yes, it's been super fun. I can't wait till the next drive in. Yes. This has been absolutely amazing. Thanks for listening to The Black Aesthetic, y'all. This was the BH Hub, talking art, life, and just existence in Humboldt County. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast across all streaming platforms. If you want to get involved with The Hub or have questions or want to show us some love, you can hit us up at blackhumble at gmail.com. We're on all socials at Black Humboldt. That's B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-T. And until next time, continue to walk in your Black excellence.